Hello, welcome to Let's Get Woo Woo Podcast, where we talk about all things life, mystical, real, and everything in between. What does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Let's just, <laughs> let's just get started with our conversations. Also, if anything from this show resonates with you, please consider just gifting me the act of kindness of sharing this on your socials to help spread the community and the conversation wherever it wants to go. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Let's get woo-woo. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Let's Get Woo-woo podcast. My name is Vanessa, and today... Let's talk about self-care and self-love. And sometimes those things are the same thing, and sometimes they, they could be different. And um, I'm just going to talk about my own personal experience with either and both. And I was actually just listening to a different conversation on a podcast, and they were talking about new motherhood and how that affects a human's and specifically a woman's capacity to care for herself. And depending on the circumstances, the baby, the, you know, how healthy, how just they, how much they like to sleep, how easy the feeding process is, whether it's breastfeeding or, or formula, you know, colic, not colic, all of these various factors that play into, okay, what does that leave me, the mother, with, <laughs> if anything, by way of time to sleep, um, time to nourish my body, um, mental health, you know, is, is depression a factor, whether it's postpartum or you know, already pre-existing long-term, the depths of it. Um, and then just the desire to want to take care of myself. You know, that that was really, looking back, it's, it's a really interesting process. Um, and then there's me now with kids who are in kindergarten and preschool and figuring out what life and schedule and time and finances and just new life circumstances, what it all looks like now in this new-ish season of life. And um, just to recap, I have a six-year-old daughter in kindergarten full day, Monday through Friday, and then I have two four-and-a-half-year-old twin girls, and they are in half-day preschool, so that's 9 a.m. to noon, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so that's three days a week, and on Wednesdays, I decided to sign up to volunteer to go to my kindergartner's classroom for a couple hours, so, which is great. I don't, like, regret that at all. I love it. I love being able to be in her world for a second 
and she enjoys it. So it's just, it's wonderful to have that opportunity even. And so that leaves me with Mondays and Fridays for me time. And it ends up being about two to two and a half hours once drive time is, you know. So that's my time. I have two hours once or twice a week. Um, Like last Friday, I had a dentist appointment and meeting up with friends or working on my business, recording this podcast. Right now it's Friday. Um, So just anything and everything that I ever want to do goes on this list of these two hours, this once or twice a week, because sometimes they have coughs or they don't feel good or they feel scared to go to school and they just don't. And, you know, but currently that's where my time of my self-care comes in right now. That's my kind of budget. (laughs) Unless I want to cut into my sleep time at night, then that's not really self-care, but it's like making a choice of what I need to prioritize. And I don't always make the best choice because it's like I get filled back up in my solitude and my time alone. I just always have all of my life Um, before kids, even as a young person um, with kids and now with kids who are developing and starting school and our family dynamic is changing. And so for a long time I went for long periods of not just not having solitude but having extreme unsolitude (laughs) and if you're a mom who values solitude you know what I mean by extreme non-solitude meaning not only am I never not alone like I am always being pulled on, touched, hugged, like if I get a meal that I don't like scarf down while I'm driving or multitasking, um, it's always being just invaded upon. (laughs) Like, oh, what are you having? I want some. Um, And it just is what it is. You know, it's just like, I already know going into all of this, that this is this is the life. This is, and um, depending on my own mental health and how much I've poured into myself, how much I've been able to sit still with myself, um, I will have more or resistance or more space to be open to receive that kind of just joy and love and and energy in my bubble from my children and that's my goal really that's my goal my first goal is to see myself to know myself to be able to fully accept myself to love myself that's been my journey for a long time now and now being a mother that is goal number one And now also for the result of being able to show up as a loving mother, open to the love and joy and playfulness of my children. Because if I'm not well nourished in my soul, in my body, in my heart, in my mind, in my stillness, I don't have the capacity to 
sit through a story without cringing through share sharing my meal sharing my snack without a tinge of resentment like just being honest like or just getting to bedtime without losing my shit and so self-care to me has become so important in theory and I want to emphasize the in theory part because this is where I just just to be honest like it's still so hard for me to I can commit in my head in theory but to execute my plan of self-care is still just I don't know why there's like a block of like and I'm learning I'm learning to make space for myself there's there's seasons of time right now in the form of like days in a row or weeks in a row there you know that I build that self-care habit and muscle and also what that looks like for me is I created a, a little sliver of space in my house that has a locked door where I can go in there like two to three times a week and sit and breathe and meditate and do yoga and threaten my kids to do not knock on the door right now like if your head did not fall off your body do not disturb me while i'm doing yoga or meditation and sometimes it's just surrendering to the chaos of this beautiful life and say fuck it i'm just gonna do yoga in the room with them while they're climbing over me and trying to breathe through it. Because honestly, sometimes I feel like that is actually more helpful to me in my stage of life as a mother of young children of, I can do yoga and breathing and meditation on my own for five weeks straight and, and live like a, a monk or a monkess. I don't know of this just extended time of solitude. But if I, don't practice breathing in the midst of the chaos and the noise and the mommy I need this can I have another snack my foot hurts I need a band-aid I gotta go pee can you wipe my butt can you help feed me like mommy mommy look at me can you color with me look at this song look at this dance can you watch this with me mommy sit on the couch and cuddle with me like as endearing as a lot of that is, if I'm not filled up to any point, whether it's low or high, I don't have the capacity to receive any of that, to be open for that. And just being able to try to breathe and do some asanas, some yoga poses in the midst of their energy and all of that noise, then I don't really practice breathing in the midst of that energy and that noise. And so sometimes while filling my cup up in a solitude of yoga for myself or in a yoga class um, of just having that individual one-on-one conversation with my buddy, while that is so good and I do need that as well, sometimes doing the yoga in the middle of their energy is helpful so that I can train myself to breathe in the midst of all of that. And I 
I think there's, I don't know if it's guilt, feeling guilty that I don't take better care of myself, even when push comes to shove, even when I have at this point, my body has been screaming to me that like, yo, like you need to take better care of me. What is going on here? I've given you all of the messages, all of the red flags, all of the ultimatums of take better care of me or else. Like my body's just like, I I just can't anymore. I just can't sustain the lifestyle that you're picking for me anymore. And I mentally, as a human, as a mother, as a woman, as a person, know what it's like to feel overwhelmed to my limit. And I feel like I have this sense of separation from my body because then I feel my body talking to me of like, I am overwhelmed. I need you to listen to me to take better care of me, as well as my heart. And right now, what that has shown up for as in my life is it's manifested itself as an autoimmune disease, which is so common these days. And I think it's because this like rat race of lifestyle that a lot of us just try to just push ourselves through and like hustle through and and survive through and um it's not sustainable and i'm saying i'm i'm offering this conversation these ideas really for myself first like i had this thought i finished my yoga teacher training um about 7 months ago and I had this thought right before it ended because I was really struggling with sitting in silence. Like my mind just would not stop. I was going through so much emotionally, mentally, physically. And I just, my mind, I just, I could not stop the thoughts in meditation. Even though I had practiced a lot of success in that, you know, in, in the earlier stages of the teacher training um, but I just was struggling to really just sit. And I, even though I was trying to do the physical asanas to help my body be able to sit calm and my mind to be able to sit calm. And I just remember driving to school one day thinking, I need to yoga teacher my ass. Like I can, I was working on my um, practicums of offering my my yoga, you know, teacher leading class whatever that I had created and put together um that we needed to do you know three of these before graduation and do a full 80 minute class three times and just getting in the seat of directing somebody through their practice and doing the opening and the mantra and the breathing and the chanting and then the asanas and just being so intentional about you know, what, what am I asking for? What am I intending for this practice? And just it being such a sacred container of 80 minutes of, you know, before, during, after, and shavasana and meditation, and it being so sacred and so important. And just as the teacher making this space, creating this space, holding the space for all of the people you know, coming to those practicums, those classes, and just thinking, I need to yoga teacher my ass because I'm not listening 
to myself. I'm not sitting. I'm not breathing. I'm not meditating. Like I'm not doing these things and I don't have the luxury of the time to go to a yoga class and be yoga teachered by somebody else. And now I have, you know, worked out this muscle of my yoga teacher through this training and I have the capacity and the skill to hold that space for myself at least because this is this is the life right now. This is what I have available to work with. This is the 15 minutes I have, the 20 minutes, the, oh God, thank you. I have an hour today. And it's just, it's becoming very non-negotiable for me. And unfortunately, that's a lot of the times the way that I work well is under that pressure, at least historically. I want to be able to wake up and be like, this is my morning routine. Like I meditate, I breathe, I drink my tea, um, I nourish my body, I have my green smoothie, I hyperhydrate throughout the day, I hyper nourish with these green smoothies. And I'm actually getting these language, this language of hyper nourish, hyperhydrate from a source that, um, a website, goodbyelupus.com. I just want to take a quick minute to give a shout out to the sponsor of the show, which is actually my business, Divine Design Work. If you have a website or a logo that you've been wanting to get designed for you and you just need a little extra oomph, consider this your sign. I would be honored and privileged to get to design your logo for you or create your website. One of my favorite things is to see people in the process of realizing their dreams and making them a reality. And I've already gotten to work with so many amazing creators, healers, entrepreneurs, create their logo, their website, and it's just so much fun for me. It brings me so much joy and I just, I love it. So consider allowing me the privilege to work with you in creating these just such significant things for your business, for your dreams, for your purpose, and your work that you do here. Thank you so much, divinedesignwork.com or Divine Design Work on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you. website for the smoothies is smoothieshred.com and that's just a free resource for these green smoothies that you can use to hyper nourish um, a lot of kale a lot of spinach a lot of greens and then the doctor's name is dr brooke goldner g-o-l-d-n-e-r-m-d um and she specializes in reversing, helping people to reverse autoimmune disease. She had lupus herself reversed hers and has since helped thousands of people reverse theirs. And um, so this is what I mean by non-negotiable. So earlier this year, um, about eight months ago, I started getting these chronic, chronic hives all over my body. And what seemed to have been triggering it was eating gluten, eating processed flour in the form of bread, cookies, all of that stuff. 
Um, and I thought I had celiacs. And I actually was in, in teacher training with uh, at least a handful of people who were diagnosed with celiac disease and were gluten intolerant. And I was like, is this contagious? Because <laughs> it was really the only thing that I could sense, that I could see by way of my diet that would 100% trigger these hives every time. That and tomatoes. And I didn't even know I was living with so much inflammation in my body. And I just thought, oh, my body just hurts. Like, this is just, I'm growing old. I'm 37. I guess I'm growing old. And I just needed more yoga. And I had some more test done because the, the hives were just getting so bad. And I went to my doctor and he put me on steroids. And when I started to take the steroids, which I was reluctant to do, but the hives got so bad that I was like, okay, because I don't want to suppress the symptoms. Hives are a symptom of what? Like, I need to figure out what the fuck is going on with my body. And, and they got so bad that I was like, I'm taking these steroids because they were literally showing up on my face, on the the inside palms of my hands to the point that it hurt to drive because they were sensitive to heat and my just this the pads of my fingers and my hands were getting the hives and I I couldn't touch things like it was bad all over my body and I I got the butterfly hive rash on my face and that's when my my doctor was like oh you know what let me test for this other thing called lupus and I did the third blessed blood test result in their office uh, within like I don't know a week or two or three and those ones did finally come back with the you know the positive test result for lupus and I was like okay and so I looked it up and of course me I looked up what is the the healing thing for lupus the natural healing thing not the I'm going to suppress the symptoms with this medication um and I I podcasted, I searched through podcasts and she was the first one that I found. And she talked about her story. She talked about her website and her protocol to help people go through the same protocol that she went through to heal her own autoimmune disease and, and just journey through that. And um, that was about a month ago that I found that out. That I found out about the diagnosis that I found out about her website and I was already, I had already intuitively known that I need to fix this with my diet because clearly the gluten is, my body's reacting to that. Whether it's gluten intolerance, quote unquote, or not of a diagnosis, my body's already telling me you need to stop eating this shit and nourish me better. I need to hydrate. I need to have fresh food and vegetables and not just meat and dairy and processed foods. And so I just before the diagnosis, before I found this website, this doctor, I was like, oh, I heard a different podcast. I heard this comedian who um, turned like spiritual guide for people i i don't know his name right now anyways he talked about how he did raw vegan for 90 days because he just had this idea that like if he could do this that it would kind of shift things for him and before i had heard him talk about that like for months now i had just had this thought of like i want to change the circumstances 
the circumstances of my life so badly and I want to shift and lift the vibration of my life and my circumstances that I know, I just know that shifting and lifting the vibration of my diet and my food and how I feed my body will be a catalyst for my life changing, will allow that space, will allow that frequency and matching of that high vibe because I changed my diet. I just, something inside me just told me that. And I just held it and was like, okay, you know, one day, one day, one day. And then I heard this guy talking about the 90 day robbing. I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And um, I set my date. I started it. And I actually did it for five days. And in those five days is when my hives got so bad. Like when I had the hives on the, the you know, the pads of my fingers and my hands and um is when i went to the doctors and started the steroid treatment and i feel like my diet was so gross and heavy and full of toxicity and animal fat and just all this shit and processed food that i went to the extreme without a transition period and also i was eating tomatoes and avocado which my body has told me that i I'm, you know, have reaction to, I don't know if it's allergic or what inflammation, but my body's like, no. And so I was eating this clean diet, quote unquote, but also heavily focusing on avocados and tomatoes because I love them. But my body's like, no, at least not right now. And so the hives got so bad because again, I ignored what my body was telling me, even though I was like gung ho on this like 90 day raw vegan. Um, I started the steroids and I started incorporating things, cooked foods like potatoes and lentils and salt back into my diet. And then slowly I started with um, eggs because I was feeling like I just wanted eggs. And then I was like, well, I'm already eating potatoes. I'm going to eat some French fries (laughs) because it's like the same thing. And from there, it started to spiral for like the last two to three weeks now of like I started eating basically everything again but gluten so meat dairy um everything processed sugar you know not coffee <laughs> like I don't want to have to detach from coffee again because that's a bitch it's just uh, uh, you know the withdrawals of that I got rid of the caffeine when I started the raw vegan for five days and I did not put it back in and I will not Um, Because I intend to start this again, this protocol, and I just haven't. I have not prioritized my body and my health, even though my body's like, look, listen to me. Like, the inflammation in my hands and my body is crazy again. um, The hives haven't come back, I believe, because I haven't been eating gluten. Um, But also, I haven't been hydrating like I need to, nourishing like I need to. I've been ignoring still even after the diagnosis of like, guys, and this is like, this has the potentiality to be such a a high risk autoimmune disease of like, I think it's my kidneys. A lot of times that's really common that the kidney can go into kidney failure and people can need transplants and like all the, like it's, this is a, not a joke anymore. Like this is, I don't have a lot of space for negating my health here. And still I have blocks to doing what I know I need to do, what I I have the capacity to do. 
and uh, I still don't love myself enough to do what I know I need to do. And that hurts that I'm like, no, still no. Like, I know this is what you need, body. I know you're my only body to live in this life. And still, I'm not going to do it. And I believe that this um, autoimmune experience is very much brought on by my emotional state, my my tendency to people please, to put myself last, to put everyone's other every other every every other person's needs above my own, whether it's emotional physical, mental, uh, every, everything above my own. And not just with my kids, because, you know, that's the job. And I can't resent them for that because I signed up for this. I literally asked for this and I got for everything. I got everything that I asked for. And, but putting every other adult person's needs before my own, like, it's just chronic and it's killing me. And it's not their fault. It's my choice to do it. And it's also my choice to stop doing it. And what's interesting is before I got any of these hits, whether intuitive or through podcasts or through people or resources of this is what to do. This is the diagnosis. This is the cure, the the healing. Um, I heard this podcast by, or no, it wasn't a podcast. It was a YouTube video by Dr. Gaber Matei. Um, G-A-B-O-R, last name M, as in Mary, A-T-E, who is just a godsend to our species and our generation and generations to come because his wisdom will surely live on. And I know for a fact because he shares a story that his wisdom and work doesn't come without the sacrifice of his own, you know, health and um, the health of his children by not health, but like physical health, but like just sacrifice of like his time with his family. And, and he's learned these lessons, like a lot of us, you know, healers in the making do of like the hard way of, okay, this is my lesson first before I can share it with somebody else. And I just, I love him dearly. And um, I'm so appreciative of him. One day I hope to have him on this podcast to interview him and just thank him from the bottom of my heart. So on this um, YouTube video, which I will post in the show notes because it was so liberating to hear him talk about this because it just like wrote a book out of the page of my life to a T of, you know, people that he's seen, you know, working through autoimmune disease. I forgot what specific disease he might've been talking about, whether it was cancer or autoimmune something but all of these people for him without fail 100% of the time had one thing in common is that that they were just people pleasing and they put themselves last and they put other people's needs first and they cared 
too much emotionally about other people over themselves. Period. Period. Regardless of how healthy they were seemingly through, through, through diet, through exercise, through other things like, and I mean, that was the gist of it. He gave all these stories and all this data and all this stuff. And I just like weeped myself through that because I was like, this is me. And, um, so I guess in a sense to give myself credit, even though I haven't done the protocol of the diet that I, I know I must do for my body that it's crying out for. Um, I have been setting boundaries like a bitch. I have been saying no and changing relationships and cutting people off in specific relationship dynamics that I just know, I don't want to say are killing me because I don't blame them, but I'm allowing them to rob me of myself because I give that care over care for myself. It's all my choice. I understand this and I'm not blaming them. And also I'm shifting and I need to cut people off because those relationship dynamics aren't working the way that they are and reinvent a whole different relationship dynamic. If it calls for it, if the relationship is going to continue, then great. Let's figure out how we can continue and make all the changes that need to be made here so that I can live so that I can live like this is, my life literally physically this is my life of if i don't change how i am showing up in this relationship in that relationship i am killing myself not not they are killing me because absolutely not i don't subscribe to that idea at all and what i wanted to say before instead is if i keep allowing this i and making the choice to kill myself. And that's a hard pill in truth to swallow. And it's important to make that understanding and declaration. And because it, for me, it puts the accountability back in my court, which empowers me to say, okay, well, if I'm the one making the choice to allow this, which is killing me, then Yes, like I'm the one that has the, I'm the only one who has the capacity to make the choice to stop allowing that to live, period. And I think now that I'm thinking through this and processing out loud here, um, I think that's why I haven't committed myself to the diet yet because I'm allowing myself some grace there because I'm making all of these other emotional and relational changes, which is so heavy like so heavy like with people in my life who are just pivotal and mean so much to me and the relationship is not going to end but it needs to shift and it's excruciating and hard and needed and i'm so proud of myself and it's hard and i'm just going to be honest here, I'm not, 
declaring this for the rest of my life, but there's no other way else to say this other than I have been and am now still and will stop being, but have always been an emotional eater. I was raised that way. I was trained that way. I have lived that way every day of my life thus far. I will stop it. I will overcome this with this protocol and shifting my relationship, my energy, my frequency, my love of myself, my capacity to love myself, my capacity to care for myself. That will end. And because things have been so heavy and so hard, I have opened up the space for me again to to eat like shit to get through that emotionally because I that's been my vice like that has been my drug of choice for all of my life I I don't like to drink I once in a while will do a brownie but more so to get like the intuitive hits and like the mental ride that I go on but and by once in a while I mean like once every like two months like it's just it's or four months like it's and and it's fun, but that's not where I escape. And I'm learning to escape when I create the space for myself of the time of the 15 minutes of yoga, the 20 minutes of yoga, the, the two hours that I have twice a week to have to myself, to go to the park and sit on my favorite hill under the sky, under the sun, and just cry my eyeballs out, talk to God, wait and listen, talk to my highest self, like wait and listen, talk to my heart, wait and listen, journal. And that to me is like life again. It just is. And I, I, you know, it's like one thing at a time. And I'm saying this to myself because I have also historically worked well with all or nothing like the the what's it called not the variation but the when people say all in I think it's a v word moderation that's why I was getting stuck it's not a v word everything in moderation I really admire people who can do that and I have done a hundred day green juice feast without a problem. Like my willpower there, done. I I had thought about it. I decided I was going to do it. The resolve was there, done. And I did it in great success. And when I started to eat food again, like a spiral of just not healthy food and and honestly doing that juice feast and giving that to my body and then on the other side of the extreme was so harmful for my body and so just treating it as shitty as possible I would have done better just never having done the juice feast and just kept my diet the way it was I believe um And here I am, here I am, I have these beautiful children. I'm in this stage of life that's like, 
on such huge transitions emotionally, mentally, circumstantially, lifestyle with my children and their school schedules and me transitioning to working full time and getting my business off the ground and and all of these things and dreams and aspirations and my health and and maybe <laughs> maybe that's part of the problem it's all of these things and it's a lot and I want to finish my books and I want to create an app and I want to write music and sing and learn guitar and 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 I have four hours a week max in which to do it all and it's fine I love them and this is such a temporary stage of life literally in August they're gonna the twins are gonna start full day kindergarten five days a week and that will just begin their school career and so I am trying my best to take care of myself enough to have the fullness enough the wholeness the capacity to sit with them and cherish these treasures and beautiful treasures of moments and this this beauty of this time of this season that is quickly dwindling away even though I'm trying to make it go away faster so that I can get a full-time job and create more income or work on my business I actually don't want it to end faster um when it's going to end is probably good timing and I'm going to miss them I'm going to miss having them at home during the day and being able to just lounge around with them and watching them play with each other because they're like built-in best friends and I think the goal right now, the ultimate goal right now is to take care of myself enough to live, enough to be able to live and to be a mom that can sit with her children and be open enough to receive their joy and their playfulness and to play with them and to not have this inflammation and, and pain in my body that I could hold them, that I could sit with them, that I could play with them, that I have energy, that I don't have the fatigue and all of these other symptoms. And that's the goal right now is to feel good enough to cherish my children and play with them while I have them here. And while I'm alive to be here with them, because, you know, you never know. I never know what could happen with this diagnosis, with life, with just all of it and I want to live. I want to live so much. I want to live fully alive so much. I want to have financial security and abundance so much that I can just spend time with myself. And when my children are around that, I can spend time so fully present with them. And and do all these things that I aspire to do as a creative, as a healer, as an intuitive, as a just person speaking into my phone for this podcast and create this community and these conversations and write these books and sing these songs. Like I just want to live. And ultimately that's what self-care comes down to. And to me, I've, found out for myself that self-care is not sustainable 
if I'm not loving myself. Because self-care is actually a symptom of self-love. It's just a, a result, a consequence of what happens when I love myself. When I actually love myself and I say, you know what, you deserve to feel good. You deserve to, to live your life the way that you want to, the way that you dream it, the way that you imagine it, with all of the desires of your heart. And I say, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to feel good in your body. You deserve to have energy. You deserve to feel young. You deserve to feel vibrant. You deserve to feel good. You deserve to feel your emotions. You deserve to have relationships that that just speak life into you and make you glow and match your energy and match what you give in relationship. You deserve love that matches your love. You deserve to be loved and the only person who will ever love you the way that you deserve to be loved is you. You're the only one who can love you the most, who will love you the most. And it's like, for so long, self-love had been such a point of resistance for me. And I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to blame religion, but the way that I interpreted a lot of the messages of the religion that I subscribed to for a long time, which was Christianity. I, through the lens of codependency and being an empath and absorbing people's shit, <laughs> absorbing energy constantly, and, um, and, and just hearing toxic things in worship services or, or church, I remember this one that stood out to me of this, this woman who I admired deeply at this worship service, just going off in this repetitive motion of saying over and over and over, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. And me being like, yes, I'm not worthy. Like just, and I get, I get how, you arrive to that conclusion Conclusion if you sit with the theology in a certain way and arriving to that conclusion of I'm not worthy as a Christian because God is worthy and I'm not worthy of your grace, I'm not worthy of your love, was almost fatal to me. Fatal. Um... If I had to reconcile the quote-unquote idea, not fact, but idea, concept, that I wasn't worthy of God's love, that I wasn't worthy of anything good, that it was grace, that God gave it to me because of his grace, but I had to sit with the fact that I wasn't worthy then. Somebody like me, who is so sensitive and just overthinks and just sits with it until it's completely unpacked and I'm immersed in, well, I'm not worthy, then 
what does that mean about loving myself? What does that mean about if I'm not worthy, then I'm not worthy of receiving God's love. And I didn't for a long time. And fatal. It was fatal for me. Like, I didn't want to exist anymore in different stages of my life for different reasons because I just didn't feel worthy of receiving love, of receiving help, of, of feeling good. I wasn't good. Like, that idea was just uh, chronically fatal for me and fed a lot into my already existing condition of people pleasing and codependency and pairing myself up with people who needed to quote unquote be saved whether it was religiously speaking or or emotionally speaking like i just always looked for the person that i could pour myself out for that didn't give because i wasn't worthy of receiving and it was fatal as close to fatal as you can get and i remember this one time doing a a group study, like a small group study on the book called Redemption at a church called Redemption. Um, And I'll never forget, this was actually during a really pivotal time in my life that I just considered so sacred and I was so vulnerable. And it was right after I had left my previous marriage and right before I got into the relationship with this marriage there was like a one or two month period of time and I started that group and I loved the group and I loved being able to open up vulnerability and be able to be seen and heard and I fell in love with being vulnerable instead of being private and keeping things to myself I fell in love with the liberation of just this is who I am this is my shit period and I'm tired of hiding And that was the beginning of that journey for me. However, this book, literally, there was a chapter, at least, if not a whole theme, dedicated to the concept, and I'm paraphrasing here, but literally said, now that you know Jesus and you have the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in you, it is now your job to look at other people and be in relationship with other people who are not empowered by this Jesus and this Holy Spirit to absorb their shit. Because Jesus died on the cross for you, and now you hold this power, which I did not feel this power. I felt very eaten away at by life and people who just took advantage of me and abuse and, and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I'm at church and this church gave me this book and this book is biblical. And it says that I now live in the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And because I have that quote unquote, quote unquote, have that power, it is now my duty and obligation as a Christian who had been baptized at this church to say, I'm going to absorb your shit when you're around me. Like, do treat me however the fuck you want to treat me, and I'm going to just take it. And I remember sitting with that and thinking, okay. (laughs) And this was after a three-year-long 
toxic separation from my first husband of him cheating on me for the entire three years with this girl who he ended up having a baby with and just me having absolute zero self-value, zero, I mean zero self-value to the point that I convinced myself that every lie he told me was true, that I convinced myself that I had to show up with grace and forgive him for everything because I was absorbing his shit because I had been forgiven and give grace and stay in the marriage because God hates divorce <laughs> and like fatal. It was fatal. Oh my God. And not having processed any of that and gone into this new relationship, which is my current marriage and just the whirlwind of going from single for two months to coupled again and, and single for two months after a 12 year long relationship. Is it 12 years? Seven, five. I think it was 12 years. It was a long time. We were married like it was a long time because we were together for seven and then married for five. Yeah. Which the last three of that was a, just a toxic separation. But going out of that, processing zero of it going jumping into this other relationship completely wounded trauma bonded to this new person who was just as broken if not more than me like deep deep childhood and adulthood traumas and then starting a family you know I my stepdaughter and then our three children like boom 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 so Sayla was 17 months when the twins were born <laughs> And they were in the NICU for two months and then came home. And it was just like, there was no air. There was no air to breathe. And oh, so I'm proud of myself. I'm so, so proud of myself. Because it's been a lot. And... I've learned so many crucial lessons that I've needed for so long. And I've learned them in a way that I will never, ever, ever forget them, ever again. I will never forget to value myself in a relationship ever again, whether it's romantic, whether it's, it's at work, at home, in business, like with my daughters, with myself. <laughs> I will never forget to value myself again. Um, I will never forget to say no when my body tells me no again, ever, 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 ever. I will honor my body and the, the, the cringing that, you know, my, my toes curl cause I'm trying to hold in an emotion and suppress it. I will never suppress my tears ever again with anybody with anybody i will never apologize for crying ever again i have suppressed emotions and stored them in my body toxically for the last 35 years of my life and throughout the last two years i have given myself grace compassion permission space safe space for myself 
to let it out, cry, be angry. And I'm so proud of myself. Like I've learned these hard lessons through these hard relationships. And I'm so grateful that it's over. (laughs) Not that it's over. I don't want to sound cocky, but like that I learned the lesson and that that particular lesson I have learned and it's over. And next time I, something comes up to test me, I will never devalue myself in a relationship again. I will never suppress my feelings. I will never suppress my tears again. I will always hold space safe for myself first. And that feels really good. And that is what self-care born out of actual true self-love is. And that is the kind of self-care that I want in my lifestyle. Like, and I'm, I'm saying this also as myself, but to myself in a way of like yoga teaching my ass of like, yes, like I'm self-motivating and like reaffirming my path, remembering the lessons that I've learned at what cost and how important I am. And yes, like, yes, bitch, like take care of yourself. Right before I started recording this, I made the decision to do two things that were on my list for my self-care. And after this, I'm going to go do two more things. And I bought the protocol for the Goodbye Lupus on her goodbyelupus.com website, which was like 50 bucks, which to me right now is a lot of money. So it's a huge investment for me. But I knew that me investing that huge amount of money for me right now was going to mentally commit me to this protocol even more. And so that was important to me. It was important that I said, I'm important enough to spend this money on and to start this protocol, which I'm now paying for, I paid for. And so that helps me to commit further physically to this protocol. Um, And I went to the dispensary and I got some brownies for me and I spent 20 bucks and it was buy one, get one free. And I have brownies to last me the whole year. They're 10 10 milligram brownies. So there's 20 of them because it was buy one, get one free. And because once in a while when I know I I don't have an alarm the next morning, which is never almost, but once in a while. And that, you know, the girls are asleep because I can't mother and brownie at the same time. It's just not possible for me because my whole experience is shifted and woo (laughs) but um it's just something that I enjoy experiencing once in a while and I did that for me and I'm gonna go to Walmart and buy my mason jars my quart size mason jars to fill up four of them every day to drink my gallon of water every day and to put my green smoothies in every day and setting myself up for this protocol to be able to do the self-care practice that is so it's not an option it's non-negotiable for my body at this point I want to live I want to live well and I want to live well in my body and it's just not negotiable so it's been a long journey of self-love and of self-care and the two can go hand in hand um, but self-care born out of this just 
deep self-love that I've had to fight for so much in my life means so much to me and it's so profound and it, it feels so good being able to talk about it on the other side of something I'm not saying I'm on the other side of this forever but I'm on the other side of something and that feels really good and if you're still listening to this if you've gotten to the end of this I just I hope for you and I I just speak life into you and I speak value, your own intrinsic, innate value, worthiness of love, of health, of vibrancy, of life, of joy, of self-pride. Like you should be proud of yourself. You should feel good how far you've come. And trust me when I say I don't feel like this 24-7. I'm just in this energy because I've talked through all of this right now, processing this out loud. And I trust me, I know what it feels like to feel shitty and be stuck in a funk and be like, you know, I know what that feels like. And I just consider this, if you need it, permission encouragement, inspiration to say, I, I fucking love myself. Like I love myself and I see all the different parts of me. I see the trauma. I see the flaws. I see the beauty. I see the joy. I see the body. I see the attempts. I see the failures. I see the successes. I see, I see me and all of it is just details and the the real just innate you you deserve love you deserve the best kind of love you deserve the love that is whole that sees you inside and out and loves you loves you just loves you and that love comes from yourself it comes from yourself and you deserve that and I invite you today to love yourself unapologetic <laughs> love yourself unapologetically and just whatever that looks like for you today like maybe maybe do one thing today that really solidifies this truth of you loving yourself like maybe sit with yourself for a second even if you have to go lock yourself in the bathroom and you see little fingers under the door talking to you saying mommy because that's what I do sometimes but even if it's three minutes like set your timer for three minutes lock yourself in a room even if it's the bathroom close your eyes and just say to yourself, to your heart, to your body, like, hey, what do you need from me today? And just sit there with your eyes closed and just see what you hear. Just see what comes up for you. And I invite you to commit yourself to doing that and listening and to giving yourself what you need today. 
I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Um, follow me on TikTok and Instagram. It's Let's Get Woo Woo Podcast at both of those. And this episode is sponsored today by DivineDesignWork.com, my business. If you have a logo, a dream, a business, a website that you want to create, that you would like to hire somebody to create for you, it would be my privilege and my honor to help you realize your dream, your vision, your work, your sacred work, whether you're a healer, an entrepreneur, a business, you do a service, a good, whatever mark you are working towards leaving on this world, I would be so honored to help you create the design for your logo, create your website for you. You can reach me also on Instagram, TikTok, my website, Divine Design Work, hashtag, or not hashtag, handle or.com thank you so much i love you have a beautiful day Mwah.